you're listening to The Rotating Platform. It's a podcast about video games. It's the 22nd of November. It's episode 27. It was 2015. Shall I point that out? Is that redundant? Yeah, yeah. you should. For the for the historians. Yeah, for the historians, historians. This is 2015. Future generations, this is what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm joined by Mr. Matthew Castle. Hello, Hello. Matthew. Hello. I'm also joined by Mr. Mark Green. Hello, Alan. We're very formal, aren't we? Sometimes we should we should loosen up a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're, we're we're introducing each other to ourselves for the first time to each other, not to ourselves, <laughs> well, or to the Queen, possibly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I very much imagine that the listener is the Queen, and we're presenting ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we, you know, the, the listeners are our queens. No, <laughs> no, your Majesties. <laughs> so, how are we doing, gents? Yeah, all right. I'm good. I'm getting a bit overwhelmed with games. I'm wondering how I'm going to survive the winter. Um, Snow Dunder, Greener. Snow Dunder, exactly. Snow Dunder by a, a, a um, blizzard of games. I, I'm not playing Battlefront. That's pretty much how I'm managing it right now. Or Fallout 4. Oh, no. Oh, I'll talk about Fallout 4 in a bit. Oh, you. cool. Sweet. Yeah, I've basically <laughs> just sort of said goodbye to sleep. I've just messed up all my sleep patterns. So I play video games until early in the morning. Oh yeah, like the old yeah. I used to do that in the old days. Yeah, it's a young man's game that. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm just not feeling it. Like I just uh, you know I'm a grouch all day, but you know, man alive. I've seen a lot of exploding heads, so <laughs> you're, you're well entertained. That's yeah, it. it's probably. I think counts. it's worth it. Do you mean you're just hallucinating exploding heads? <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've realised as well in a in a devastating moment that um, I I switched my. Um, hard drive in my gaming pc uh a couple of months ago and it all felt fine i was like well you know i'm not gonna <clears throat> i can re-download all the games from steam so no big deal um but what did what did i have on that old hard drive that was very important to me can anyone guess um, or, or your passwords <laughs> no or your fan fiction <laughs> yeah all yeah, well, my f- fan fiction about bub and bob from uh, yeah. Bubble Bubble. <laughs> no, um, it was my Witcher 3 save. So uh, there what? goes 60 they, hours of... cloud saving on Steam? Uh, it's not Steam. It's um, their, It was the their GOG Galaxy oh. thing, which doesn't have cloud saves. So I've lost everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so so the old... you've still got your old hard drive, right? Surely. Um, yes, there is a possibility I can salvage the save files. Yes, that's true. Um, but... It almost, in some ways, that seems like more effort than just playing those sixty hours again for some reason. <laughs> I don't know about so, that. <laughs> how did you feel? Right, okay. In this moment, how did you feel? Uh, I felt well. You, I think you know what's coming. I felt mm. a bit like, oh, I'm gonna have to play those sixty hours of Witcher three again. But I also felt like, oh, I'm gonna have to play those sixty hours of Witcher again. <laughs> Brit, so <laughs> hang on, you got option one and option two, but option three is. I'm never playing The Witcher 3 again, right? Oh, That's option yeah, three. But I you're really, not, I really, really want to play it again. I, I really miss it. And uh, I, only got oh, about, okay. I only got about halfway. So, yes, I'll probably t- <clears throat> do some uh, hard drive salvaging. Wow. All right, let's get on and do a podcast, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm glad. There's obviously the fascinating story by the reaction. The no, I was I was actually interested, but I'm just thinking I don't have anything to offer that's of equal interest. For... There was a, there's a bug or something in Fallout Three, which uh, Fallout Four, sorry, which I guess we'll talk about in a second. Where when I got one of my companions, you, you, you get kind of closer and closer to your companion as you spend more time with them, a bit like uh, in Dragon Age or something like that. And I got one of the companions so that they sort of it was like the ultimate 
relationship. They were just like, oh, you know, everything's great and I'm going to give you this reward. And I was like, that's nice. <clears throat> but then you can always ask your companion, like, how they feel about the relationship. And for some reason at that moment, it bugged. So I just, so after they'd given me the reward, I pressed a little button, you know, and said, what do you think about our relationship? And it cut to them. And it was just them staring into the distance <laughs> for a couple of seconds. And then That's I just, like my life. <laughs> and I kept doing it. Okay, so how do, what do you think about our relationship at the moment? Silence. Do you think we're, do you think we're getting on all right? Nothing. <laughs> it's really unnerving. <laughs> So that's what it felt like, uh, your reaction to my <laughs> Witcher story. Uh, I love glitches. I love glitches. There are so many great glitches in um, Assassin's Creed. Uh, like funny glitches, not terrifying glitches. Yeah, they're the best so ones. So I finished it now. It's so good. I was playing the uh, DLC, the PS4 uh, DLC called the, the Dreadful Crimes, which is kind of like a detective. Such a, such a brilliant name for DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Dreadful the horrible game. thing. The extra content. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a really good. It's really good uh, because you have to investigate a series of murders, but there's no real sort of combat or anything. But you, it like it, it changes the mechanics of the game essentially, so that you are moving around a space, um, spotting highlighted clues, and interrogating people, and you know choosing different dialogue options and stuff like that. And then at the end, you're left to reach your own conclusion as to who done it and you can go make an accusation. If you get it wrong, then you oh. get less reward in terms of XP and stuff like that. It's that really nice. Good. However, so it's quite so it's very different from the rest of the game. It's very quiet and thoughtful. You know, you're sort of walking around, literally walking around this house, talking to people and looking for clues and stuff like that. It's quite sedate. Mm. Apart from a weird bit of AI from one of the NPCs. So I'm walking around this house and there's this old woman in a corridor. It's quite a posh uh, house. There's an old woman in a corridor and she's screaming obscenities at me. <laughs> she's literally going, you're going to have to bleep this one, Greta. What the f*** are you doing here, you stupid <laughs> <laughs> What, she's not supposed to be doing that? That's, that's... No, I'm just walking around here being, being Sherlock Holmes, right? <laughs> she's just, what are you doing here? What have you done? I'll do you. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was awesome. We really added something. Oh, yeah. great. So let's get on with this puppy after this. So we arrive on this platform with our heads coming off of our necks in extreme slow motion. Um, it's the what we've been playing platform. I'm referencing Fallout 4. I'm glad because... to hear that. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens in Fallout 4 a lot. Um, because uh, I've been playing Fallout 4 and I believe that Matthew has been playing I have indeed Fallout been 4. playing Fallout 4. So Fallout 4, Matthew. It's here, five months after being announced. Yeah. I had this moment where, like, about... I don't know, my first sort of bit outside where I went into VATS. Does everyone know what VATS is? So explain VATS, the, the, it's like slow yeah. motion. Targeting. Which I managed to completely avoid using in New Vegas, but yeah. And so I used VATS to kill a, like a bug or a fly or whatever. And I just had this moment of like, ah, it's a new Fallout. It's just this, this moment of extreme excitement and realisation dawning that like Fallout had arrived. It's, I think it's awesome. It, I mean, all the things I thought it was going to be, it's kind of like Fallout 3, but nicer looking. And Yeah, I, I was actually, so going into it, I, I was feeling a little, not down about the whole thing, but, you know, I, you know, they announced it and it all looked pretty great, but I had this constant sort of niggling feeling in the back of my mind that 
like The Witcher had kind of broken me for how open worlds mm. are meant to behave and storytelling yeah. and and you know I, I was kind of fully prepared for this to be like just Fallout Three and I started playing it and it kind of is just Fallout Three but mm. like I'd forgotten how much I just absolutely loved that game and yeah like for me you, you know you said it was like shooting your first bug for me it's finding um like your first location and you just get that little drum roll of like location discovered the little dum dum yeah. dum mm. kind of thing yeah. and then like once i had that i was like oh yeah i love that like there's going to be mm. hundreds of that over <laughs> and over again like this yeah yeah and you have like the one of the benefits of them only announcing it five months ago is you just have no idea really like what the hell it's actually about, like mm. what you're going to be doing there, like what anything you're going to find. I mean, even if you read mm. every word of previews. Anytime you approach a location, it doesn't matter what it is, it could be just a, a little hut with a with a you know mysterious light bulb mm. that is on inside it or a giant sort of, um, you know, hospital or, you know, processing plant. It's always really exciting. The the sense of anticipation of what you're going to find in there is amazing every time. I think time. it's because it's a post-apocalyptic setting, right? And you know that something will have happened to make that building empty. It's not just it's not just set dressing. There's a story there. Yeah, actually, I think you might be right. Yeah, and that's why the the vaults. Well, I I think the writing and the acting is much better than it was in yeah, Fallout okay, 3. definitely. It, yeah, it, it, and that's what would have destroyed it because The Witcher was so good in that regard that. Fallout could have fallen flat on its face really easily, but they they've really improved it. Uh, yeah, there's a they. Th- I think what they've done with the companion system is like particularly good because they've done kind of ropey companions before, where which is pretty much just sort of like nondescript AI character that follows you around until they get like melted into dust, and then you mm. kind of turn around and you just find like a pile of bones which happens to be you know carrying the equipment your companion had and then you put one and one together and go oh hang on that's weird i swear i gave this hat to my companion um that's that that was more of a skyrim thing that's that happened to me there like i had to the only way i could identify my my sort of like i think she was matching my wife the only way i could identify her from like the other piles of ash, it was that it had like some apples I'd given her at one point. You know, was, oh my god! Yeah, that it was is really not morbid. even her dental that records. Is, <laughs> yeah, it's not even. And exactly. then, so presumably, you just kind of go, "Oh, I'll have those apples," and then you get yeah. off you go, oh, well, you go. Worst of the thing, you just you end up just eating the apples, looking at the ash, <laughs> and you're like, "This is this is kind of sad." I was like, I hope there's no ash on this apple. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this game, there are like Mark said earlier, there there there's a bit more of the kind of Dragon Age thing to them. Like they're they're much mm. better realised. Uh, they can't die. Like they just get sort of knocked out in combat if they take too many hits. Yeah, which I appreciate actually because protecting other AI characters is a pain in the ass. Yeah, so, but yeah. The, the, they. Um, like you can be in like story missions or just going into new towns and there'll be little like bespoke interactions based on that character. So kind of um, Mm. like I went into one town and the character I had with me was really liked there. So everyone was kind of like, Hey, it's this guy's back. (laughs) But then like, if you'd gone in there with another character, you know, you wouldn't have heard any of that. So it just feels um, a lot more like the the whole thing just feels like a lot more tailored to whatever you're doing at any given moment, which I think makes it feel like a lot more grounded. Like you're actually there, you know, 
in this world. And the fact that you have a voice, I think, does it as well. Like, yeah, that you actually that makes it... take part in conversations rather than just sort of bark silent yes. questions. I had this real problem because um, so one of my one of my big things in the game is that I like me and my companion to both wear tuxedos um, <laughs> of and course. hats. We both wear tuxedos and sailor hats because I think it just looks really <laughs> funny when it goes into vats and there's just these yeah. two tuxedo guys. And you still got rid of the dog. I can't believe it. Oh, well, you can't make the dog wear tuxedos. You can't oh, get wow. dog armor and things like that. But you know, but I had. Uh, like the so I had my companion with my tuxedo and I dismissed him, um, and he was still wearing the tuxedo and I was like, oh, I better kind of I need to trade with him so I can get my tuxedo back because otherwise and but for some reason he'd uh, some of the companions have like story missions attached to them like key story missions mm. and where we were at in our relationship this guy had gone into like the only thing I'm going to do with you is this big big story mission and I was like, well, oh. I just want this tuxedo back. Um, and I ended up having to do this really long, complicated thing with him. Like the whole time, he wasn't my companion. I was just with him. But the whole time, I could just see my tuxedo. You know, I could just see him like running ahead of me. And we ended up having to fight this huge monster. And like every step of the journey, I'm just thinking, "Oh, this is just because I want this tuxedo. This is this is so dumb. Like that, I need to do this." He will have sensed your motives there. He will have sensed that really all you want is is the clothes. <laughs> You know, this doesn't mean anything to you, man. <laughs> you finish it, and it's actually meant to be like a really big moment for this particular faction. And you know, it's like, yeah, you've liberated this. Like, you've really, you know, we're back on the map. Thanks so much. And I'm just like, yeah, how about that tuxedo? <laughs> like, uh, so there's a lot of stuff like so you can dress people up. You can. You've, you, that's the mm. other thing. You, you have a like a settlement that you build. And you can force people in your settlement to wear clothes that you give them. Um, so, like, everyone in my settlement wears, like, one of the vault jumpsuits and a hat. Like, it's a cult. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it looks really cool. But I've I've now got more settlers than I have jumpsuits. So, mm. but part of me is like, should I get rid of the settlers without jumpsuits? <laughs> like, mm. uh, yeah, I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you got, what's your fallouts full of, like emergent moments some of them you know completely uh appropriate and some of them just based on bugs and things going wrong have you, mm. have you got a favorite moment mm. yeah i've had a, I've, I've had a relatively like glitch free time and i've had the what the one the one big bug i i have had um is so in the settlements you can build like new buildings and you know the like AI pathfinding is a bit ropey at the best of times, mm. let alone when you start introducing like new structures into the world. <clears throat> and I oh, built yeah. this huge bunkhouse. It's like this two-floor thing, and it's full of beds. It's got about 20 beds in it, and cause you have to assign each settler to a specific bed. Mm. And I assigned them to the bed, and I'd come back to my settlement every once in a while, and it was all pretty good. I was like, oh, this is, this is really nice. You know, everyone's happy. Every, you know, happiness is on the up. Um and uh, then I was looking through my menus. I was away from town looking through my menus, and it said, oh, there's a big problem at your settlement. Um, happiness is down. Happiness is really mm. down. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder what's, like, stopping everyone from being happy. And I went back to town, and no, it, the population was as high as it had ever been, but there was no one around. It was just completely quiet. I was like, this is really... Like, has everyone died? Like, have they been killed by, like, mutants or something? What's going on here? 
And I was looking mm. around, I just couldn't find anyone. I went into the bunkhouse, no one's there. Uh, but I hear like a voice from like coming from the bunkhouse. I'm like, but they're not in the bunkhouse. And I went round the back of the bunkhouse and just my entire town was just walking into the back wall. (laughs) They were all just like beds as the crow flies and there's no door there. So they were just all of them lurking behind this building. It was so creepy. No, they're all in their vault jumpsuits as well. So it's just really like, oh, hi. (laughs) Hey, boss. Yeah, the, but they were miserable you, because they couldn't get to bed, right? Well, they couldn't do any of their... I think they were stuck, like, none of their routines because they have to, like, oh, no. farm for food and all this kind of stuff. So, like, everything was going to... Oh. You get... You still... It's weird how you still get those moments, those... I, I had... Um, I was talking to a scientist guy in his in his house and at some point during a conversation, he stood on the table, you know, which sometimes yeah. happens in Bethesda games. But then my <laughs> companion went and sat down in the chair and just started casually drinking from a can of drink. <laughs> and this guy's just glaring at her, kind of like, I, I, I need to get down off this table. It's like, well, oh, no, I'm having a drink. The, other, the, the, the famous one loads of people are tweeting things of is that they... Um, the game's really not very good at handling. There's these big, like, trading cows. And oh, yeah. they they come to your first settlement which is called um, mm. sanctuary hills but mm. they spawn like they must spawn like very close because this is this is house that you can't move with like quite complicated rooms and more often yeah. than not people will find just like a cow locked in one of the bedrooms <laughs> or like on the roof <laughs> or in the kitchen like it's always like where's the cow gonna be you know you never really know because you can't do anything about it if you go away and then come back like it will naturally have sorted itself out but yeah so they can't find this... it so yeah at some point in the game, you start getting helicopters uh, flying around and um, engaging in battles with people on the ground. And they're really exciting to watch uh, from a distance. And um, I was watching one, and then I saw, because someone on the ground was shooting at the guys in the helicopter, I saw the bodies of the helicopter's occupants just kind of topple out of the helicopter and down to the ground, which is quite fun. But the helicopter's still kind of like flying around and shooting. And so I was like, oh, as I was watching, it was fun. And I was like, wait a minute, who's who's flying that helicopter now and operating the cannon? And so I go into VATS, so it zooms in, and it zooms in, and there's just a dog sitting in the <laughs> helicopter, just, just very content. <laughs> just operating the helicopter with his mind, apparently. <laughs> Telekinetic dog. Yeah, just quite happy. That was weird. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's it, it, yeah. I think That's it's really strict. weird. So I've seen there's been a lot of like chat and debate about whether people should let Bethesda off for uh, releasing a game in such a state. I but like part of me goes, it's just like they're, they're at the mad ambition of it, like the, the magic of Fallout isn't. I'm not saying the bugs are the magic, but like the emergent magic and the way they just let all these AI things be and interact. And you know, often yeah. it's going to like go into meltdown. Not seriously, so I haven't had any major major problems. But um, no, neither. But I. like, like that's the. Tr- I'd, I'd argue that's kind of the trade-off. You know, I think you'd really struggle to name another game which has that scale of world where people are just free to be in it and interact and do their own mad little things. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's probably possible. I, I mean, I think it's an, I, I actually think it's a entirely valid to say, you know what? I think Bethesda should have spent more time making this, mm. you know, perfect and, and less kind of, 
you know, stop those kind of little ropey moments that have been happening for 15 years or whatever it is now. Mm. But, I mean, it's just a good lesson in what you can put up with from a game. You know, for for someone like me, I can... I am. It's not like I'm sort of putting up with those problems. I'm like they are acceptable, and they don't ruin the game. I I'm enjoying the game it. enough that I don't care, you know. Yeah. And, and but and and there are things that I mean. The loading times are a bit long. That's the kind of thing that gets my back up, and I kind of wish that the loading times were shorter. But yeah. So like in my, in my mind, you know, I, I like I was saying earlier, I thought The Witcher was going to really kind of ruin Fallout for me because you know my Witcher experience was was you know really polished and like the 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 way the characters act and the dialogue but then when you actually think about it you know the witcher it's not the same kind of world at all you know there's a there's a definite element of kind of like it's almost like an animatronic fairground ride you go into a city and there's all these characters you just can't interact with at all like you can't do anything with them like they're just mm. like there as set dressing you know they've got like a little routine where they walk around going Param param pam pam param or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but like that's it. That's their role is stand there and say that one line where there isn't yeah. like fallout. No, there is never anything as kind of rigid as that. You know, people will mm. get into huge gunfights and they'll pull whatever weapon they they have at that moment and all this kind of mm. stuff. And you know, it is a completely different game, really. I yeah, it's, it, it, but it seems to me like the the problems I've heard about. Uh, are not game breaking ones you know even a little bit of slowdown or, or or a choppy frame rate on occasion is it's that sounds like the worst thing assassin's creed syndicate is funny when it glitches right like i've just remembered another glitch where um there i came across two lovers courting in a park and um the guy well, i could i could hear their conversation but the guy was like sliding along the bench towards the woman however <laughs> not in a kind of smooth hey, hey kind of slinky <laughs> way but he was actually kind of just slightly up in the air and jag- you know jag- um, jaggedly <laughs> sort of wobbling about you know the thing about assassin's creed bugs is that yeah they're they're funny but they don't have any gameplay implications normally whereas the stuff that goes wrong in fallout normally or quite often say um leads to some really nice moment of of you know, you have to deal with it, and it, and it's interesting and funny what you have to do. I, I don't know if it was planned or not, but someone um, came into uh, Diamond City, which is one of the first sort of um, bigger areas you come to, and they accused they, they, they people keep accusing me of killing this guy who I guess I probably did kill, but I've completely forgotten about it because I've killed so many people. What can I say? And um, <laughs> so these people keep just you, you know, it's that kind of they don't really have that zooming camera into someone's face uh, anymore that they had in Skyrim and um, Fallout 3. But it's that moment where you're just walking around an area and suddenly someone's materialised behind you and it's like, hey, you, you killed whoever. Mm. And I tried to convince them, I tried to kind of talk them around and they were like, no, I'm going to kill you because you killed this guy. And then the whole city suddenly turned against me for no reason. I had all mm. the security guards and all the all the robots in the city and that, that I wasn't expecting that. And then I left the city. I was like, well, I'm going to get out of here. And then they're literally chasing me around the entire map, which I'd forgotten can happen in, uh, in wow. Bethesda games. So I'm just, I'm running miles and like stopping and literally catching my, catching my breath in the game. And then a guard appears from around the corner and starts chasing me again. Um, and that's brilliant. You know, mm. it's like completely unexpected. Um, it's, it wasn't really right. 
but it led to a really nice moment of like kiss kiss chase <laughs> violent bullet so, kiss yeah. chase yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah it's it, I, I i'm not saying i don't mind things going wrong but they things go wrong in bethesda games in a really interesting way i guess i uh, I, I always get very nervous occasionally you'll fight character like most characters are just generic like raider or big super mutant or whatever but everyone's mm. like if you ever fight you find yourself just fighting a really aggressive named character occasionally and yeah. I'm always really apprehensive about like, is this like a quest? Yeah. Is this a yeah, quest a guy? Have character. I found like a thing? Like if I kill this guy called Murphy or something, and then yeah. later on I'm going to be talking to someone and they're like, oh, you've got to meet my brother Murphy. You're, you're going to love him. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's like, please yeah. don't tell me he just lives like just down the street in a, like yeah. an abandoned tower. Because... Uh, <laughs> uh, that's the dilemma yeah. with it. it, but like that, yeah. it's a fun problem to have, I guess. Is that kind yeah, of yeah? It really is. Not yeah, knowing really is. what's gonna what's yeah. gonna happen next. Oh, it's really yeah. good. I'm obsessed with it. I just can't stop playing it. I do about yeah. four hours a, four hours a day. Yeah, it's it's super addictive. Alan, mm. play Fallout Four. It's gonna it's happen. Really good. It's gonna happen. Yeah, you, you played Fallout Three, didn't you? And New Vegas. Yeah, you were talking. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Great games. Great games. I'm looking forward to it. I think I was probably sitting tight to see if glitches were going to get ironed out but right it's not going to happen it will get tidied up in time but yeah yeah to a degree but it won't it won't i don't think it will ruin if you if it's no worse than fallout 3 or Mm -hmm. vegas it's exactly it's it's the it's the same stuff i can deal with that i was i was just thinking about another so they they keep coming back to me now another assassin's creed glitch which was this is an example of a bad bug right problem this is a problem bug so um it was one of the side missions and somebody no spoilers somebody was under attack and i was defending them and i got rid of all of the baddies right all of the all of the red blots from the from the mini map right they were all gone and i walked up to the to the person i was defending i was like yeah got rid of them saved it nailed it you're welcome Mm. and he just kind of stared at me i thought (laughs) okay something something else something else you want famous person um and uh so i thought okay i I must have missed i must have missed one right scout the whole area bring up the map look for the little red dots nope none of them uh and then hit google thinking hang on what's going on here you know have i missed something is there something i'll have to do if i have to kill these people in a particular way or something like that nope it's just a bug so i had to start the mission again and kill all those people again Oh, oh that's. I think you're gonna say it was like, uh oh, the, the the guy gave you the missions like, I changed my mind. Bring them back. Bring them all back. <laughs> and you're like, oh it's man, I'm really <laughs> bad news. <laughs> yeah. I think Bethesda have done more in Fallout Four. I'm sure they have done stuff to fix pathfinding problems and, yeah. and scripting problems, but I think also they've put more kind of fail safes in. I've noticed that if you're, I had to follow some guy all the way. I didn't have to actually, but I decided to follow some guy all, all the way to a mission, and he just got stuck. You know, every thirty seconds he would just lose his way and just be like right. a bit like your people in the settlement. Matthew's just running against a rock. Um, but then, if you if you talk to them, they seem to recalculate their path mm. oh, um, right. and then get get unstuck. So I think Bethesda is they they've been careful to put the opportunity in to go. All oh, right, the player's trying to say something's gone wrong here, and we'll we'll will recalculate stuff to avoid those kind of problems where you're just like the things aren't triggering, you know? Mm. Um, so broadly like Matthew, I haven't had too many problems actually. Um, 
Yeah. Sweet. And, uh, and just that theme, just last night, um, I mean, there, there's more kind of city in Fallout 4 than in Fallout 3. So there's more kind of lit up areas at night, I would say, maybe. And But last night, I just found myself in a corner of the map at night and it was just everything was dark except just this little glimmer of like a lit area in the distance. Mm. Um, and it was quiet because I turned the radio off. Um, and it was just that super Fallout 3 feeling of like in a wasteland, you know, anything could attack you at any moment, in the middle of nowhere, post-apocalyptic. It's just brilliant. And it, and it does look really nice, I think. It might not be the nicest looking game in the world, but the but the environment design is really really good really good so it's just magical it's a really magical thing because uh yeah it's it's all it's all all part of the fun in that yes i guess yeah sorry that was that was terrible (laughs) edit that out (laughs) i didn't know what you were what you're referring to was that just a summary of everything i got got distracted mid thought and then i lost it (laughs) it's all part of the fun nine nine out of ten Like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Thanks for that summary. And <laughs> I just imagine that you have solved the kind of you've created the world piece in the Fallout Four world. All the people who are complaining about the bugs and the frame rate, and all the people who are just enjoying it, and then you you stand on a podium and say, "Guys, it's all part of the fun, isn't it?" And everyone's just like <laughs> hugging and shaking hands and crying and like, "Yes, we can. We can, all, we can all enjoy Fallout Four. <laughs> it's just one of those things you can say in any situation, isn't it? <laughs> Good. Right, let's move on. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. So, Alan, you have not been able to partake in Fallout. But no, no, you must no, have been no. playing something, right? There must be another video game out there. Yes, there are. There, well, there's at least one other video game in existence, um, and um, I have been so okay. I'm doing my thing of, of sort of patching gaps in my knowledge, of which there are many. But um, <laughs> confession, I'd never played a God of War game until oh um, really recently, and right. um, so I picked up God of War three. Essentially, because it was on sale, and um, mm-hmm. more from curiosity. It's a sort of game where, like, I'm not terribly interested in it as a subject. All I know is that it's kind of a mad hack and slash thing. You just you go through, and there's something to do with gods. That was pretty much all I knew. <laughs> war and there's war and there's gods. That's as far as it is. There's, that's there's, all you need. There's war and there's gods, and I think he's pretty angry. This is a, this is pretty much all. Oh all yeah, I knew Kratos about, is uh, God of War. Just he's furious, a furious man. Yeah, he's pretty miffed. Um, so uh, I picked up God of War three remastered on PS four, and glad I did. It's really nice. It's pretty though. It's not just remastered. It's looking lovely. Um, well, those games were not looking shabby back when yeah, they first came out. They were, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, I, I appreciate that now. Um, they're very nice looking things. So, But it is, it's it's a callback to an era of gaming which I'd, uh, you know, I, I haven't played a game like this for probably 10 years at least where you are some dude who's got knives and stuff, right? You're, you're, most of your attacks are melee, and you're going through these very linear um, levels, really, um, just slashing and smashing your way with two or three different attacks through hordes of um, essentially like zombie characters or uh, mindless minions, mm. which 
games stopped doing that a few years ago, really, you know? Um, mm. With that very linear, very boring way. Well, it's not boring, but kind of... It's it's just there's 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 not much intelligence to the combat systems or anything like that. You don't have to think how to defeat. You can just mash buttons. Yeah. Oh, I took that a different way. I th- I thought you were saying that you don't get you don't get those kind of hack and slash games anymore, where you're where you're you're just kind of presented with waves of enemies that you you have to. Kind yeah, of, I was just saying. I mean, I guess because obviously Bayonetta and stuff. Well, very, that's it's very similar. It's it's uh, you're reading my mind, Greener, because I was. Ah. It, it's uh, it reminds me a lot of Bayonetta actually. In in um, mm. but the thing that most reminds me about uh, most reminds me of Bayonetta is the scale. I can't think of. I can't say Bayonetta without thinking about ice cream. Uh, without Viennetta, it's every <laughs> time I say it or hear it, I think of ice cream. That's weird because I thought of a cornetto. So there's lots of different ice creams oh, wow. that you can think of. When what confectionery does God of War remind me of? Vionetta. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but in Bayonetta, you have these huge, ludicrous uh, battles against colossal, great big uh, things, and you're flying through space mm. and uh, on, on, on top of an enormous clock and this sort of stuff, right? right? This ridiculous, huge set pieces. And all the while, you're sort of mashing mm. buttons to get rid of. The hundreds of tiny minions or, or not minions like the pixar characters but no minion you know uh flunkies hey whoa 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 don't 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 claim that pixar created minions oh that all right a, oh i'm an, that is a oh, massive that, slight pixar pixar yeah that is that's got dr- shoddy dreamworks written all over I'm a, it i'm a grown man <laughs> i don't know this stuff <laughs> so yeah so uh, i mean yeah gods of god god of war is just breathtaking scale well this is the thing Uh, is is the the olympians in it are astounding when you come across one of the gods right you see these huge 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 characters and uh you might be like fairly early on in the game you're with gaia and who's just an amazingly drawn character sort of made out of uh trees and earth and uh a female character but sort of very uh like their movement and their bodies is is very credible like they they almost look mm-hmm. like uh like like real credible things even though it's a an enormous hunt you know 300 meter tall um creature made with with trees on her arms and stuff like that right which you can you go through and you're like jumping around uh moving from one bit of her body to another fighting a watery mm. horse you know <laughs> which is being sent by Poseidon. I mean, it's just so. Oh, cool. Are you sure oh, right. this is something that's been happened and actually happened to you, right? <laughs> or just a dream? Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. so it's so mad. Like I that. think someone needs to lay off the Vionetta. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, so um, for for a very for something as mechanically so simple, the art and the mm. the the look of it is mm. just something else. It's really lovely. Yeah. So mechanically very, very yeah. simple and linear and you're kind of boshing your way through this story as he revenges himself against one god or another. I have no idea what he's revenging himself for because I haven't played the previous two. He kill, Didn't oh. he kill... He was tricked into killing his own family. Yes. Oh, he's, yes. Just cr- he's just generally cross. He is cross. Yeah, yeah, he's been tricked by all and sundry and you can see it happening again, you know. You can see when somebody's like, yeah, I'm really going to help you now. And I'm going mm. to give you this helpful thing. No strings attached. And you're thinking, okay, right, <laughs> fast forward four or five levels. I'm going to be miffed at you again. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, so there's a lot of that going on. But I, I was 
the 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 gods are so brilliant to watch that I came across Hephaestus, who's the the smith god, god for like blacksmithing and um and uh making horseshoes and well not horseshoes but for watery horses Ooh. that is niche as <laughs> iron smith <laughs> iron smithing right he's the smith god he makes weapons and stuff right and he's imprisoned in hades and so he's there he's he's in his sort of uh what is to him quite a small space and but he's making things and just i could just i sat and watched him make stuff for about five minutes you know because he'd be getting hmm. a bit of this and hammering a thing and sparking up a couple of his little forge type things um hmm. but the way he, his animation was incredible and yeah they're they're drawn uh like he has a weird eye his eyes been you know one of his eyes has gone blind and, and been injured or something like that no sort of explanation. That's what that's what you want in your god of uh, Smith. It's no it? depth like, perception. <laughs> a guy who's already had some sort of near fatal accident, <laughs> while, while and still refuses Great. to wear safety goggles. <laughs> He's a fool. Oh, that guy is. He is a really bad advert for like good smithing behaviour. Because <laughs> like any blacksmith's like, well, I'm not going to wear safety goggles because the god of smithing doesn't wear safety goggles, and you're like, oh, uh, really? Yeah. I think we're taking the wrong lessons from this guy. But the way that the the take they've taken on that character is really funny. Mm. You know, it's really nice. Like, you know, I quite enjoyed what they've done with him visually. So I can't wait to see what they do with the rest of the Greek gods. It's ace. I'm surprised. I'm surprised there aren't more games about Greek. I guess it's Greek. Yeah, it's, yeah it is Greek it's mythology. Like, yeah, I'm surprised. It's su- it's such a, like a rich. Ah, oh, it's huge. I was I was reading um, some of the Greek myths a, a couple of months ago, and they are dark. They are horrible, horrible, oh. horrible stories. You know, they're worse than fairy yeah, stories. Yeah. They're all about people killing their own families for no particular reason, and just it's horrific. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel I feel like I fought Medusa a fair few times yeah. over the years. Well, that's true. That's true. But, um, but, but not yeah, latterly. But, yeah. but that was one, but that's one of the things I got from playing God of War is that I was finding out about cool gods yeah. that I didn't know about. And uh, oh, they've done their was, homework yeah, on the gods. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. My so the only thing uh, my my I didn't I haven't played God of War three, but I've played the first two. My memories are very dim, but there were moments of wow, this is a repetitive. Bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. There's one. There's one from two where you have to like you have to like carry a body or something or protect somebody towards the end while waves of enemies attack you. Right, it's just infuriating because you just kept dying because all these things would be swarming you. Um, so my I got mixed. I got mixed memories. Of God, well, I remember really loving them, but they, but as you got towards the end, it was just like, well, well I'm kind of a bit tired of pressing. Well, this it. is the yeah. The last third of like every God of War is where it runs out of new enemy types. The bosses still spectacular, yeah. but the actual getting from A to B, it's very kind of like, oh, it's this combination of the six enemy types. Oh, it's you know mm. it's that combination, and yeah. they always sort of. Yeah. Then it just does become a bit like the super super button mashy. But um, the enemy, <clears throat> yeah, I think you've probably put your finger on it there, Matthew. I think that the enemy variety is 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 getting it's getting quite limited already. Yeah, and it gives yeah. you a new weapon, and you're thinking, well, what is the point of this new weapon? What is the point of this mm-hmm. new move if you're just going to throw the same baddies at me all the time? So I'll see how I go with it. You know, it's just the kind of game where mm. I'm I'm not um, in up to the neck 
you know, I'm just kind of dipping my toes in and I'm going to see how it goes. I'm maybe up to the knee now, right? I'm kind of, I'm enjoying <laughs> it, but I'm not necessarily going to commit. Has it got, has it got some of the naughty mini games? I've not actually uh, played three. I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't encountered any of those. I was going to say, okay. I was going to put that another way, but then I rephrased it in my mind. I haven't encountered those <laughs> yet. Good. Pre-editing. I like it. That saves me a whole lot, saves me a lot of work later. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I got a soft spot for God of War. I think the only thing I don't like about God of War is it is indirectly responsible for the existence of um, Dante's Inferno, which is just the gr- one of the grimmest video games ever made. Um, just like, oh, there's just stuff in that game that I just don't think should exist. And I'm I'm a pretty liberal guy, but oh, it's just if you if you want to play a game that just t- t- throws good taste entirely out of the window, which I guess is somewhat in keeping with Dante's Inferno, but um, mm. it's just awful, just mm. awful some of the stuff. I, in that I, game. I think I'd also, um, I'd like to see uh, Sony Santa Monica make something other than just endless gods of war, because they are, like, by all accounts, the fourth one was just, like, not worth it, just duff. And th- yeah. But they are, like, just the god of war people, and I know they help with other games, but, you know, they made God of War once, and it was really exciting and new and fresh, and they should make a new game for once yeah i've spoken that's my that is my godlike decree it's all part of the fun isn't it (laughs) (laughs) all right i don't know what happened (laughs) i got distracted i just started speaking without an idea in my head and i thought it was going somewhere and then it went there welcome to the podcast (laughs) yeah yeah Ah, oh, that makes me want to play God of War. Actually, I have got three. I think I bought a copy of three, and it's sitting. It's a it's a palate played. cleanser, isn't it? If you you know, I was playing yes. it because I just finished Assassin's Creed, which is not a not yes. a heavy, huge game, but I just wanted to do something a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's casual. nice to play a game you don't have to think about. Too oh, much, and there's yeah. very little thinking involved. So. <laughs> cool. That's hey, that's a good little. Uh, there's some good video games in there. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. um, (laughs) should i say something better (laughs) Mm. all right let's do something else let's try something different let's let's try going on to a different platform see what happens um after this and now the rotating platform players will present a song played entirely on the nintendo ds game jam with the band oh no (laughs) That's all right.
the year 3000. Apocalyptic disaster has struck in what has become known as the event. Millions are dead or dying in the molten lava of a collapsing planet. The one beacon of hope, the Space Ark, constructed to protect humanity's best people and greatest works, has carried them safely to a new home beyond the stars. Racing against time, the Space Ark Games Committee convenes to decide which video games will be preserved for future generations and which will be lost forever to the fire. Let's all meet up in the year 3000. Won't it be strange when the world is covered with lava? <laughs> <laughs> See what I've done there? Oh, if only, listeners, you could have heard the build-up to that. Um, <laughs> I gave it a hard sell. As well. I, I gave it the big sell. expecting such big things. That intro. <laughs> and uh, that's what you get for it. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we have met up in the year 3000. And, because uh, we have no choice, really. We've been and, put on this committee. So, uh, we're looking at the issue, the contentious <laughs> issue, it's not contentious, of ninja games. Ninja games, yeah. It's our genre this week. Yeah, and that's a that's a genre I think everyone can can bring to mind very quickly a ninja game that they loved. As a... Well, you say that, but I struggled. But yeah, <laughs> apart from that, it's 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 very much a genre everyone can get behind and then cut its throat because they're behind nice. it in true ninja like fashion. Yes. So let's see what we've got. Um, we got Tenchu nominated a couple of times. Should we talk talk about yeah, that? Yeah, we talk a little bit about Tenchu. One of the big, one of the one of the big biggies in the genre, surely Tenchu, right? It's mm. explicitly about ninjas and feudal Japan, and stealthing your way into a place where the law, where the where Lord So and So lives, so you can do him in. Be be more from from Twitter uh, says Tenchu purely for harboring ninja cat. Oh right, that's a bit of an end gamer thing. Uh, that was Tenchu 4, I think, was a Wii exclusive, and it had um, introduced this cat. Like, one of your new gadgets was a cat that could sort of scout out areas to distract people, and um, us being, you know, hilariously original, uh, called it Ninja Cat. <laughs> Ninja Cat, nice. Well, th- there, was a, there was a... I think the reason why was there was a... When they released the very earliest assets for it, there was this this really the cat asset was just so funny because it was just this <laughs> completely normal looking this nondescript just cat. cat just sort of sitting there 
just looking kind of a bit nonplussed. <laughs> and I just love that this, and you know, the other piece of art was like this guy pulling a sword out of the sheath, and it was all like, I'm going to kill someone. And then this cat, and then <laughs> it's like, cat oh. sat there doing So nothing. we really focused in on the cat, and it became like a bit of a, a bit of an unofficial mascot in the later end gamer days. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's how to that. sell your exciting ninja video game. It's just, just like cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was I, it always used to make me laugh because we'd always write about this ninja cat, and then the mag was um, localized. It was it was there was end game of Spain and there was end game of Brazil, <laughs> and there was yeah, in, yeah. in their mag there was always this reference to ninja gato, which I used to, <laughs> 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 which I like the idea of just yeah ninja gato sounds tasty. So, yeah, so I like the idea of someone having to take our sort of dumb joke and, uh, like... Yeah, try and translate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the Purple Chimp also nominated Tenchu. So it's Tenchu for me, the first game that I remember where you could run across rooftops and chuck poisonous rice balls. Yeah. You could indeed, yeah. Which, obviously, mm. you know, if I see a rice ball on the, on the floor, I'm going to pick that up and eat it, right? Um, but the guards would do that and then... Oh, would they? Afterwards. <laughs> right. I thought you were just telling us a story. I didn't know that was anything to do with the game. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's tension. yeah. You can throw the, the just rice that balls. you have an extreme love of rice balls. The, the the people see it, they pick it up, they eat it, and that's that's them out of. Uh, oh, I see. And the then way. they. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. See, I know I have not played or I'd never even heard of Tenchu. So you're you guys are gonna have to sell it so to me if it's Tenchu... gonna go in the arc. Uh, well, I mean, it's been summed up very nicely by the purple chimp there. You could run across these rooftops and kind of climb about the place uh, with sort of a fairly light stealth mechanic, yeah? So mm. you you could sort of uh, make your way up there. And then you were given different tools to deal with the problem of there being guards between you and the objective that you wanted to get to. So you could just yeah. plain avoid them, or you could try and kill them using your long-range weapons, or you could try and stealth up behind them, or you could oh, yeah, yeah. throw shuriken or whatever to, you know, throw caltrops to, to, to get in their way and stab their feet. Or that's a great and, yeah. that's great recall of the word caltrops. I would have I would have been spending ten minutes trying to remember what, what they're. I've learned. I've some... been trying to describe them, um, refer to other things that are like them. That's brilliant. No, I, no. I admire that. I, so, no, I genuinely admire that. I, I would. It's never a have life misspent, Mark. There's some produce of a life misspent. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Well, that sounds like a proper. It feels, as you were saying, it feels like a real proper ninja game. Um, and... Yeah. Apart from they weren't very good. That's well, apart they, from were, that. they were very. They were very mixed. Oh. Right. Yeah. The the original one, the original one actually did all right. Like scored really well at the time. Um, I'm gonna say all right. Well, I tell you what. I'm gonna so I'm gonna say yes to Tenchu one, but no to Tenchu on Wii. How about yeah. that? Uh, that that uh, I'm trying to spread the love. No, uh, well, spread the love and the hate. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think I can get behind having a Tenchu game in there because. You know, few other games have tried to do the kind of proper ninja experience in quite a kind yeah. of down to earth way. Um, so, yes, to Tenchu one, but no to Tenchu we. Um, I'm 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 going to go. For, I'm, all right, yeah, I'll go along with you on that one, Matthew. Yeah, I'm going to say yes to number one, even though it's not a brilliant game, but it is. It's very much this is what a ninja game is. You know. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that should be rewarded. A lot of ninja games are 
like just platformers where you happen to be a ninja. Like it just says you're a ninja. Um, like Shinobi, for example, being a classic. Oh no, right? this doesn't bode well for my pick coming up. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I'll have to we'll have to wait oh. and see. Well, let's do my yeah. Let's do my pick, which is also yeah. This is also the pick of Picuri on Twitter. Um, Game Boy Advance Ninja Cop, aka so for some reason in America Ninja Five O is uh, <laughs> its, its name. I, to this day, I'm not sure quite what they were trying to achieve with that. So I have a feeling I might say this a lot, but I genuinely mean it this time. This is definitely in my top ten games of all time. No, what? no doubt. This is a game that I keep coming back to again and again and again. Um, it's not super well known. It's in Edge's 1001 video games you must play before you die. So I feel there's a bit of a backup for my nomination there. Mm. Um, and it is. So if you ever played an old um, arcade game called Rolling Thunder, or it's a little bit Bionic Commando as well because yeah. you've got a shooting chain thing. thing that, yeah. yeah, grappling hook, yes. <laughs> See what I mean? Caltrops all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you're playing a cop who has been brought into into a kind of terrorist incident, at least in the the first area. Um, I I haven't actually got too far into Ninja Cox. It's quite hard. Um, Are you telling me uh, you haven't actually completed this game that you've been banging on about for years? (laughs) It's one of your top... This is your favourite game of all time. No, but I have how, played a hell of... Yeah. How can no, you put it in your it. top 10 if you've only done the first level? Well, I think that's kind of why it's in the top 10, partly, because I'm still enjoying it, because I'm still playing it and, you know... <laughs> that's mad. To get through it. Oh, I, <laughs> oh I, no, I've screwed, I've screwed my nomination up. Uh, I think I can... I can. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter if you've finished the final level, but have you played more than the first level, Greener? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't <laughs> just been right. playing the first level over, over and over again. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> looks shift, looks shifty. Okay, so what uh, what is so amazing about Ninja Cop? It, it so it, yeah, so you're you're in these two D uh, platform levels, and there's there's um, guards and people holding people hostage, and you're just a ninja who can grapple around and throw um, shuriken and. Um, it's got a whole as, as bionic you, commando thing going on as well. By yeah, but you can it. you can power up as well. So when you when you kill enemies, they sometimes leave a little lightning icon, mm. and you power up through three levels of ninja. Um, and the third and the t- second and third levels, you can throw like laser bolts and fireballs at people. But then when you get hit, you revert to an earlier you revert, you sort of downgrade a bit like Mario if you like. Um, mm. And uh, and yeah, the levels are kind of puzzles. You have to you have to go through doors, which is why it's very much like. Rolling Thunder, actually, in the sense you go into these doors in the background, and then you go into little rooms that have keys, uh, and you have to collect all the keys to get through all the doors to finish the level and save all the hostages as well. Um, and the music is amazing. Like, ah, oh, I love. I might put the music on the end of this podcast actually, just so everyone can hear it. It's it, it is very fast paced platforming, but you kind of have to control your moves. Mm. Um, the way he kind of slides under you know, low walls and the timing you have to do to shoot someone who's got a hostage in between them shooting at you. Uh, not the hostage, the, uh, the, yeah. the, the hostage taker. I did, I did talk about it a lot uh, when, yeah. when, during end gamer times. Um, you were just like, oh man, the title screen that I got to is so good. <laughs> that bit where you press Oh, up. there's like an options screen. That is amazing. <laughs> I was just it's like, really oh, hard. This is weird. This sounds strange. <laughs> 
So yeah, I so I propose I'm nominating level one of Ninja Cop. <laughs> to go, <laughs> to go into the arc. I'm I'm pr- I'm going to go along with this. I'm going I'm going for it. I'm 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 sold. It's a good one. Great. You would really I, I definitely go and play it. You'd love it. Um. Yeah. It's a, it's a yes for me as well. I I played yes. again. It's rock hard. I played a bit of it over the years just because Greener banged on about it so much, and I, I think we've <laughs> put it in other features since then. Um, yeah. Um. I think it was in our O and M's top 100 games yeah. as well. But Should yeah, be. it was. Um. And it. Also, just because it kind of like takes you back to that kind of, I say era, and it was only what like ten years ago, where these kind of games got made, like the weird, like great teams, quite budget, not huge, but like occasionally you just find like an absolute just classic in there. You know, these yeah. day, these days, there's no surprises like what the classics are kind of going to be. Uh, oh, it's three yeses then. Hey, oh, yeah. great, good, good pick, Greener. I go back and finish that now. <laughs> So we've got a couple of nominations for Ninja Gaiden Black on Xbox. Uh, we've got Grant Jones and Chris Pengilly. Um say... So Grant says, Hi guys, for the space arc this week, I'd like to put forward Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox. This game has a reputation for being one of the harder games of that era, and the nasty nunchaku first boss may have put some gamers off. Mm. Persevere, however, and you'll find one of the most rewarding action-adventure titles in all of gaming. You could unlock the original NES games, which Coming is good, because there was yeah. a nomination for one of the original NES games, yeah. so you kind of get that one as a freebie. Um, there were some absolutely ridiculous boss battles, Ninja versus Tank, and a shop-style upgrade system that will be familiar to Resident Evil 4 fans. But it was the addictive fighting mechanics that brings you back, no matter how many times you get killed. The magic is a bit pants, he says, but the combat is unrivaled. Much like many a goon, I will go out on a limb and say that the combat is better than Bayonetta's, which felt more oh. like violent ballet. Cripes. As you feel every swinging slice and thudding kick. It's the mm. ultimate ninja game, and unfortunately the sequels never quite match the first game's purity. Well, well. Uh, so Chris says, um, he says, sorry, missed a few weeks. You're, that's all right, Chris, that's okay. But for the, for the next arc, there can only be one choice. Ninja Gaiden Black on the OG Xbox. It's great. So I think I put that together with the the nomination uh, that Gordon Sloan put in for Ninja Gaiden on the NES. But because if you get Ninja Gaiden Black in, you get Ninja Gaiden. For well, free, that's the right? thing because Grant's picked Ninja Gaiden, and Ninja Gaiden Black is the like the remixed version which came out a little bit later. I think we should probably stick them together and call it Black because, by all accounts, Black is Black is what the sort of the I think the kind of hardcore cut. and the creator says this is like the definitive one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was I was always really really rubbish at it. I only tried it once, and it was like not for me. Um, yeah. Because mm. back then I just I couldn't have dealt with it. It was just I think because it, it felt like at the time, um, like the first of the really important. Maybe this is horribly wider than mark, but it felt like the first of the really important three D brawlers in terms of. The one which said, you know, this is this is going to be like hard as hell. It was one of the sort of famously difficult games of that generation, and it, yeah. I think it kind of ushered in maybe people's appetite for that style yeah. of game again. Yeah, like, I definitely it was so that. it was so critically acclaimed at the time, and it was like a gorgeous mm. thing. It was a real kind of showcase. Um, I think it's definitely more than just a hack and slash. Uh, that's why I was bad at it because I hadn't kind of learnt the ways of sophisticated 3d combat so <laughs> i remember this being i like 
for you know friends that had xboxes this was just like the thing of the time um yeah 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 i never owned an xbox so i only got to play games by borrowing works xbox or yeah. playing stuff at work oh, so great console I played I played uh, I played a DS version with which had like mad touchscreen controls which was really oh, yeah. good but definitely not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I played I mean I've played the I played the NES game and that was you know maybe in some way similarly it was very visually impressive for mm. a NES game. It had like cutscenes and yeah. things which was you know practically unheard of at the time. Um and and that, and it was you know that absolutely rock hard um so even playing it now, it's uh... it's sort of call back to an arcade style of hardness. You think is that where that oh, aesthetic no, comes from? More than that, I think. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess you're right in a way, but but in an arcade game, you have the option of putting more ten p's in. But yeah, uh, yeah, um, it was more that kind of Castlevania level of hardness, you know, where just as I remember, I might be wrong, but, yeah. but things would just be coming at you. From yeah. suddenly, and you just didn't have time to react. Or uh, yeah, so like, it was like, about your 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 speed of thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had. I also it did the the NES one had. Uh, well, he he as a character, he was capable of like a lot more than a lot of yeah. other platforming heroes. Like he yes. could climb up, he could hang on things. Like I remember yeah. thinking it was it was quite sort of sophisticated compared to like like you know if you came from say Mega Man where he's just so like useless in terms of his abilities um yeah i got mixed feelings about this one uh but yeah it's yeah. weird i feel like a, like i'd be happy to put it in but like i'm terrible at it I don't, you know I, I don't want to claim to be any kind of expert on the subject um well we got the whole of the whole of future history to what? yeah we've got the whole of the future to get better at it and become we can stream it on twitch is us playing uh, ninja gaiden badly yeah yeah Yes. Well, the only the only streams we have to deal with in the future, of course, are lava streams, of which there are many. Um, yeah. And the only twitching is the twitching of 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 burnt off severed limbs, the last spark of life leaving them. So, you know. Yes, that's true. Well, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes to yeah, Ninja let's, Ga- let's, Gaiden. Black. Let's put it in because it also brings in Ninja Gaiden. There's just very very tidy. Yeah. This next entry is from Niall Glynn, and it is for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Um, what mm-hmm. a ridiculous name. Um, <laughs> Revengeance, not Niall Glynn. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a very, that's a very decent name. Uh, he writes, Hello, Space Ark. As the event draws ever closer to us poor flammable plebs in the year 2015, <laughs> I would sleep easier if I knew that Metal Gear Rising Revengeance would be saved from, would be saved from my fate. Playing as a cyborg ninja was a revelation. Running down the sides of collapsing buildings, slicing missiles in half, and beating up cow robots to naff slash brilliant music. (laughs) No other game has made a katana feel as powerful, cutting precisely and devastatingly. Also, the final boss is one of the greatest in all of video game history. Hopefully one day it will serve as a guide for the residents of the Ark to have their revengeance on the damn lava. (laughs) Is is that how you spell revengeance? G-E-A... NCD. Yeah, because it's a cross of vengeance and revenge. Oh man, oh man! Yeah, it's, I'm it's almost tempted here. to throw it in the lava just because I, of that. Yeah, just because of the um, name. Yeah, for that name alone. And Metal Gear Rising as well. What is Rising about it? 
Yeah, I was going to sort of semi-nominate this one as well, just because it, I couldn't really think of any other great ninja games that I really liked. Um, I, it's a ninja game in as much as the guy is a cyborg ninja, I, he's a bit... He's not very sneaky. Uh, in fact, I'd That's argue... That's not a ninja then, is it? That's just shinobi ninja. It's just a well, person with sword. He does, fight with a, he does fight with a ninja sword. Like, it does sword combat absolutely brilliantly. Yeah. The whole thing is that you kind of... Um, you can kind of go into sort of like a slowdown time and, and then cut mm. things like however you want. Oh, like yeah. you, it's all physically yeah, yeah. enabled cutting, which is amazing. Um, That's cool. I'd argue that... My big problem I had with the game, and the reason I was like umming and ahhing about putting it in, was that the um, uh, stealth elements of it are terrible because it kind of started off as a bit of a stealth game because it was Metal Gear Solid, you know, ties to it. And I think it had a bit of a troubled development, and then Platinum took over at a point, and it kind of has elements of stealth in that you kind of go into each area and you can kind of you can sort of sneak around, but the second you get spotted, it just turns into this amazing hack and slash game. So why the hell would it, mm. you'd ever play it like a stealth game? I don't know. Um, some of the slicing takedowns, most games would just do that as a quick time event, but because it does do it with, you know, you are trimming bits off enemies. Like it really feels like a chef. Yeah, but you, you get to do it. You get to do something that games don't often let you do, which is kind of cut something like however you want. Um, yeah. You know, you could yeah. cut their, like, elbows off. You know, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, oh. it's kind of the fruit ninja of... Um, it is. It is. <laughs> it's absolutely the fruit ninja of Metal Gear games. Yeah. <laughs> but you can, like, flick people up so that they're, like, um, they're, like, horizontal and then just sort of go chim, 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 like a carrot. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, it's... Wow. It's so satisfying. Uh, the one thing I would take issue with is... The last boss of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance has become this like internet meme thing of being brilliant, where it's absolutely terrible. It's one of the worst bosses I've ever fought in a game. Like it's it's the president of America who it's the goal. Oh. It's the whole it's nano machine's son, where mm. that kind of uh. comes from. And it's right. so lame. It's so lame. Like you fight these huge things throughout, and you have these amazing sword fights, and then you just fight this this dumb like he's just a big muscly man with like metal skin. It's rubbish. Mm. It's so bad. The internet oh. is completely wrong. I actually scored it down a point just for that last boss. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> wow. So so we have to decide who's right, Matthew or the entire internet? Right. Well, who's going <laughs> to be on the space arc with the us? The entire who's internet gonna... <laughs> is all dead. So Well, that's true, yeah. yeah. What I propose yeah. is that we take like Metal Gear of Vengeance and we use some of that precise cutting to just trim off the last level <laughs> and also maybe the end of the name so it doesn't sound so dumb. So let's just call yeah. it Metal Gear Rising Revenge. Revenge. That's nice. Revenge. And uh, then we have a really cool chopping ninja game to put in the arc. That's my yeah, proposal. That good. Uh, I feel a bit funny about this because it's sort of stretching my definition of what a ninja game is. Because if you say Ninja Cop, you might, does actually have, you have to what think... It- you know, uh, <laughs> that classic. It's what ninjas are known oh, for. It's classic classic thing. thinking ninjas. Oh, they're thinking. But by all your the time. definition, Stephen Fry is a ninja. He thinks a lot. Or, or like, or like Deep Blue, that chess computer. <laughs> is that a ninja? Like, ninja. Classic ninja. <laughs> I think, therefore, I am ninja. <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of Descartes callback there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but you know what I mean by that. It's like yeah, but Ninja Cop was also have. had a grappling hook, which you don't often see ninjas 
flying around. Uh, oh, you can imagine a ninja using a grappling hook. Oh, totally, absolutely. That's yeah, that's but it'd cool. have to be made of like silk or something. It couldn't be made of like <laughs> clanking metal. You know, it kind of. Well, how do you know ninja cops isn't silk? I never looked. At, I never did the research. You haven't looked into the law. That's all in level. That all happens in level two. All that <laughs> yeah. backstory. <laughs> I'm going to say no to Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I'm going to. I'm going to say. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. So, is that and that's your pick? Is it? Yeah, Matthew? that's my. Yeah. Why? Why the, why yeah. the hell not? Why the hell not? It's all in. Right. It's Everything's in. in. We're having a run of it. We've had a nomination in from Laura, who uh, nominates a game that she played when she was a young'un. Uh, it was called Windwalker, <laughs> and it was uh, on PC. It was a 1989 game, right? And it features ninjas in it. And it's a sort of combination of like RPG and then in the it, it comes from the, the, the time of games when your character was just denoted by a big head that moved around uh, like, like a top-down view. And uh, when you got into a fight, um, you, there's like a series of icons running across the bottom of the screen with like you running away or you moving to the left or to the right or doing some sort of acrobatic flip or doing a kick or, or, or a, a, a swiping with your sword or something like that. Uh, so you then choose whichever of those you're going to do based on the stance of the enemy that you're facing and stuff like that. So it's kind of a weird RPG slash action uh, mix of stuff. Uh, it's a really obscure one. Because I'm going to I'm going to be honest here. It looks like absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there joint heads floating around? Yeah, what, what's with the heads here? I'm looking so at it. And instead of characters, kind of... it isn't how you've described. They're a character viewed from top down. They are literally represented by a disembodied by... head. Yeah, they're a head. Yeah, and, and you come across other neck. heads. <laughs> there's a good bit where the head is in some water and the head is just like you can just see the eyes peeking up and the eyebrows are a bit like this looks really you know, kind of miffed like it's <laughs> terrifying it's like an rpg starring like football mascots you know it's just these <laughs> giant heads walking around giant heads. i know i can't understand what on earth is going on on the footage i'm watching it's got the word mongoose on it for some reason I don't know. It's what got a what? About. A mongoose? Mongoose. And it's got different like scales, you know, like your your bull meter is up to the full, and then there's a yin yang meter which is halfway down and all this sort of stuff. It's a strange, strange beast. So the combat works by like programming in what moves you you want to do. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So you kind of look at who there is, uh we'll look at, you know, what what movement is going to be done towards you like whether the person's going to thrust or whatever so you think oh i'm going to do a low blow and this kind of stuff so you'll you have to think ahead a little bit like that i like the options Weird. you get when when someone threatens you to a fight there's this, this screenshot i'm looking at where there's a you know some kind of mean looking man and it's like he's saying okay you asked for it and your options are ignore his threat give him your money or that's all for now <laughs> <laughs> That's all for now. That face thing is just freaking me out. Um, it's just giant heads on a map. It's like someone made the, the head that's going to appear in a dialogue box and then went, 
why don't we just use that instead of the whole character? And I went, yeah, that's, that sounds great. That sounds like a brilliant idea. I just found I just found a bit in a I found a bit in a video where the head is in the sea and then it finds an island and it's just it on the island looking sad. It's just <laughs> like it's a tiny island about three times the size of the head itself, and he's just like, oh, you want? Guess I'm going to spend the rest of my days here. So sad to say, Windwalker is not making it in. Quite interesting though. Right, so yeah, a couple of nominations for Last Ninja, The Last Ninja, an old eight-bit game. So we've got um, Nick Barlow, who is an entity known to me and Alan, who a, a says, human entity, no less. Yeah, I was just say, human, like an yes. entity, like like a genie or something. <laughs> yeah. No, like a programming unit, you know, like a variable. <laughs> Adjust to you two. Yeah. Oh, we met this entity one day in the park. <laughs> what? Yeah, he really likes the last ninja, and we call it so... Nick Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, "Dear Space Arc Games Committee, I would like to nominate Last Ninja Two actually on the spectrum for the Space Arc. Not only was it the first and best, well, not only was it the first brackets and best exclamation mark game ever to feature a ninja kicking an alligator in a sewer." <laughs> <laughs> But the box copy came with a rubber shuriken and a ninja mask. So really, I would suggest you rescue three copies from the lava and you can amuse yourselves with real-life ninja fun on the arc. It sounds like a good idea. Nick Barlow has made the mistake of thinking he's writing a work email. He signs (laughs) off with, best regards. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a nomination to the committee. (laughs) Um, So yes, and James Langston... Uh, I think he's nominated the original Last Ninja, actually. He says, I'm going to go for the Last Ninja, the old Commodore 64 one, because it had three different buttons for different jump lengths, just like real life. What? <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Last Ninja was huge on Commodore 64. It really is. It's an isometric yeah. um, sort of walking and fighting game, I guess. Um, and exploring, I, I always, I never really played it much, but I always got the sense there was like this big, exciting world to explore. But I might be wrong. That's very true. You'd have cities to move around with different levels, and I think one of the things for the time that that really sort of made it stand out was was the size of the world and how you could move around. Yeah, it's a huge. I think it actually might be the best selling game on Commodore sixty four. I might be wrong, but yeah, um, you ever play it, Matthew? Uh, a little bit before my time, I'm afraid. I didn't. Play. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't have a chance to play. It came out on Virtual Console on the Wii, but um, oh, that's right. Did yeah, it? I never. Yeah, oh, that Virtual Console's awesome. They did some Commodore 64 games. Well, I remember because we did a feature in the mag about which Commodore 64 games we'd like to come out, and for some reason you asked me to write it, even though I, you know, oh. I'd never played. And then I, I put together this <laughs> list, and you were really cross about it. <laughs> Because you were like, these are terrible games. I'm like, why didn't you write it then? As like <laughs> Mister, you know, this era. You're like, oh, of course you're going to pick this game about like rats or something. <laughs> you probably picked all the obvious choices, and I was hoping for all the kind of obscure yeah. games that I like. Just got really cross because I'd guessed what were good Commodore games. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, is it anything more than nostalgia that makes the Last Ninja good? Oh, God, it's ludicrous. Oh, God, it's ludicrous, Mark. If you look at it, it's just like... I'm just watching a little bit now, and you seem to be in Central Park or something, and it's <laughs> empty apart from just you running around in your ninja suit, and then you come across somebody else. You're in black. It just looks totally absurd as a setting, I think, actually. No, I'm going to say no. I'm sorry. 
I'm also going to say no. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm just burning bridges here. That is going to anger the entity for sure. <laughs> You won't be granting any more wishes anytime soon. <laughs> wishes revoked. It's going to make us non-entities. That's yeah. it. Oh, well. Goodbye, Last Ninja. And Last Ninja 2, both of them. Two in one. That's nice and efficient. We should aim for more uh, decisions like that. Just throw them in. Keep throwing them in. Uh, so this is from Matt Davies, or Davis, I don't know. Um he says, if it's not too late, I'd like to put forward N plus exclamation mark. Yeah, that's my pick as well. That's N plus, not N plus exclamation mark. N plus. N plus. <laughs> um, I'd like to put forward N plus uh, with a crisp art style and Nintendo quality feel. Thanks to the spot on controls, N was a phenomenal in browser game. When it eventually became a console game in the N plus port, we got uh, all mm. that tough as nails, lightning quick platforming, along with multiplayer and level creation. The NDS version is the one I'd suggest because it has it all in a portable package. But yeah, the game should be in the arc. That little ninja has died so many times already. <laughs> yeah. N plus must have been before Super Meat Boy because it's that kind of game, isn't it? It's, it's like try over and over and over again to make perfect jumps and avoid death the nintendo feel of the jump like it's got a very distinct feel it's not like particularly it's quite baggy it's more about like steering steering yeah, through the float, air. It very floaty yeah, the, yeah there's lots yeah. of momentum in the movement isn't there it's all about you yeah. you know it's not sort of instantly yeah. responsive it's all about i'm very slide. very bad at that game i do you feel mm. the, the, yeah these these kind of screen by screen platform challenge games i kind of I have a real sort of lack of, I don't really call it, momentum with them, where once I've seen a few screens of it, I'm like, okay, I get it. And, yeah. I, and I don't really, I don't have any impulse to do any more of the screen. You know, it's just like, yeah, mm. okay, they're going to get harder and harder. And on you but go, yeah. I don't feel any sense of reward from from um, pushing forward, really. So I always play a little bit of these kind of games and then just ditch them. Mm. I I'm not sure I played M+, actually. I think I've only played the original N. Yeah, the browser um, game, yeah. Yeah. But, well, I, uh, I do quite like games with that sort of feel, like, um, uh, what's it, that that amazing Fancy Pants game? Fancy you know? Pants Adventure. Fancy Pants Adventure, that's it. I quite like that. Or um, Yeah, no, I like it. I, I'm, I'm willing to put it in. It's a nice, nice challenging thing. Uh, you know, bite-sized gaming. Um, you know, we're going to be, we, we, we're not going to, because we're going to be fighting off the space zombies, um, we're only going to be able whoa, to whoa, grab whoa, a little... Whoa. Go, back, go back a sec. <laughs> Did you not get the memo? No. About, what's that all about? Yeah, space is full of zombies, uh, apparently, oh, um, in the year 3000. Oh, some kind of incident. Oh, not a, not a second <laughs> event. Not the space event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll only get little little tiny snatches of gaming in, probably. So we can play a level or two of N+. Yeah, that's true. Bite-sized, styly. Yeah. Oh, God. So, Matthew, <laughs> where are you on this... Uh yeah, sorry, I'm just a bit bummed out about the whole zombies thing. Well, yeah. like how much do... more hard kit shot hardships can like one <laughs> yeah one group of people take? I worry that like the the space arc council that runs the whole space arc is just yeah. like there's something wrong with the arc and they're just using this to distract us. <laughs> like 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 it doesn't like they haven't built an engine yet or something. Oh yeah, 
It's all, this is this is classic. This is classic Fallout Vault stuff, isn't it? Yeah. This isn't actually a space arc that they're going to take into space with all the games. It's some kind of like experiment, it's a horrible it's, experiment on us. It's the it's the Douglas Adams um, spaceship full of telephone cleaners, isn't it? That's what that's what we are. Got, yeah, yeah. Got, you guys do video games. Yeah, great. Off you go, guys. Have fun. I've, got, I've got this image now of it being liftoff day. We all go into the room with the games, and the ship takes off just around us, so we're still yeah. there. <laughs> so this is one room full of video games and just us, and then all. I'm the beginning to wonder we... if our space yeah, arc like, is like, actually made yeah. out of cardboard, and yeah. we're just you know we've been put in there. It's a it's a it's a canard. It's an illusion. There is no space arc. It's all gone. Oh well, well it, on the assumption that we are actually doing something worthwhile and real, uh, I'm saying yes to N and N or N plus, whichever you want. Uh huh. Um, Matthew. Uh, why the hell not? Let's spin a very positive round of space art. A lot of good ninja mm. games. It's a good yeah. genre, except for Wind Walker. Apart from Wind Walker, uh, and, and the Last heads. Ninja, and the Last. Oh ninja. yeah, I didn't That's get one. Yeah, oh well. So we're yeah we're we're being quite nice at the moment in our in our middle years. Well, Matt, thanks very much for that. So it's time for us to fade into the into the blackness of the night. Yeah, yeah. So you can just see our little eyes disappearing into the into the black, yeah. um, and then we we trip over the corner of a table and uh, it's all ruined. Yeah, <laughs> and then we open the door and the lights on on the other side, and you just see us <laughs> in our sort of little pajamas going <laughs> just creeping frozen. Out. Oh, yeah. oh, right, bye. <laughs> so that's us. That's us out of here for uh, this edition of the Space Arc. Uh, yeah. You will have the chance to nominate something for the next Space Arc. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to tell you about what that is and how to do it fairly shortly after this well i see that we've uh, arrived on the on the very last platform uh it's just a big red no entry sign ahead of us who knows what's beyond that but we we're not going there. <laughs> we we stop here. Yeah. So um, yeah, thanks for joining us on this episode. Um, you are very welcome, listeners, to email us and uh, tweet us stuff, including your nomination for the next space arc, mm-hmm. which is this is Alan. What is it? All right. It's Star Wars games. <laughs> the best. Star Wars games. I have been itching to do this one for about six months, listeners. Um, and I've been pitching it every every time we have that chat, yeah. uh, which is like, oh, what genre should we do next next episode? And I was like, oh, Star Wars games. I like this. Um, and now it's time. Because we've been saving everyone. it. We, the idea is yeah. to save it for around the time the movie's out and obviously Battlefront, and Battlefront as, as well. well. So yes, let's do it. Let's do Star Wars games. Yes. Tell us your favourite Star Wars games. It's rich pickings. Yes, indeed. Lots and lots of games to choose from. And um, some good ones and some bad ones. Yeah, some good ones and bad ones. Um, so you can uh, email us at trp at therotatingplatform.com. You can tweet us at rotatingpodcast. You can go on our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash rotating platform, or you can go on our blog and leave a comment there, therotatingplatform.com. Um, and while you're at it, if you enjoy listening to us babbling about games and uh, getting everything wrong, you can rate us on iTunes. That would really help us out and help us reach new people uh, and take over the world eventually. 
sometime in the year 3000. Don't talk about the master plan. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell us your, um, your favourite Star Wars game. And we'll tell you ours, and that's the deal. That's, that's the deal, yeah. That's how this works. And don't, yeah. And regardless of your persuasion level, uh, that's that deal ain't changing. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a Fallout reference, probably. If you haven't played Fallout, <laughs> you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So that's it. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you on the next episode of the Rotating Platform. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.